Hi again. Just a reminder, if you want to participate in the discussion of these topics, come to thedailyscreed.com. There you'll find both the written version of these articles, as well as the audio ones, and an appropriate comment section for you to participate in. With that, today's topic is the death of sarcasm and why I should get to say whatever I want. I recall when the short-lived Sun News Network launched in 2011. Laden with post-media heroes and conservative pundits, the political left was aghast, calling for us to band together and stop Fox News North. Unsurprisingly, the political right was elated with the prospect of a right-wing news platform. In fact, a conservative cohort of mine gifted me with their assessment that finally we'll get some truth. I don't think they knew how prophetic their claim actually was. With the rise of populism in tribal politics, it has been uttered by a number of news media sources that politics today have become post-truth. I cannot disagree more. Truth is more abundant in politics than ever. What most do not realize is that there's a stark difference between truth and facts. Philosophically speaking, the difference is a technical one, but I don't think we need to get philosophical on this matter, so I'll spare you that discussion. In this case, I think we can just talk in general terms. Facts simply purvey the most basic properties about the world. For instance, it is 12 degrees outside, or metal conducts electricity. Truths, on the other hand, are less basic. They can be an assembly of facts and ultimately rely on experiences in order to validate them as being truthful. For example, the truth is that our climate policy is harming the Earth. Whether or not you think this is the truth entirely depends on the bundle of facts you subscribe to, as well as how you experience the world. The reality is that much of our political talk today is inundated in truth and hardly ever relies on a full set of facts. This being the case, calling politics post-factual might be more accurate than calling them post-truthful. Nevertheless, the resulting effect is a population entrenched in emotional arguments that appeal to a limited reality. Opposed groups end up talking past each other as their respective worlds no longer coexist. Polarization becomes amplified and populism takes hold as politicians can easily tap into their base's echo chambers of opinion. Undoubtedly, much of this is not news to you as these topics have become a constant noise within news reporting. For that reason, I'm not compelled to add to that noise in an attempt to pull you from your current political convictions. It is likely that you've already made up your mind on these matters, and there's not much I can do to sway you in any direction. Instead, I'm here to talk to you about how this affects me personally. I believe that tribalism and post-factual politics has killed my dear friend, sarcasm. There are a few things that make sarcasm sarcasm. Foremost, sarcasm is the child of irony, and what makes irony work is our mutual understanding about how the world operates. Suppose that a bus, careening through the streets, drives through a puddle and splashes you. Then you say, great. I know very well you don't actually mean that it was great that you got splashed. You mean the very opposite. How do I know this? I have been splashed by careless drivers, and it is none too pleasant. However, tribalism insinuates that our experiences aren't mutual. In fact, it demands that you abhor the experiences of opposing tribes. 
So if you, a blue tribe member, see a member of the red tribe get splashed by the bus, you think, great, take that, you filthy red. There's no sarcasm there, just disdain for the opposite tribe. But this example is between opposing tribes. Surely sarcasm still works within your own tribe. After all, you're a member of the tribe because of your mutually shared truths and experiences with the other members. Think again. There is an inherent risk in being sarcastic with your own tribe members. Sarcastically saying, great, upon seeing your own tribe member getting splashed by the bus could mean two things. Either you intended your comment to be sarcastic, as you don't actually want to see your own tribe blighted, or you are secretly a member of the enemy tribe and you literally meant, great, take that. Being at odds with your own tribe is risky, and it is rather common to see tribe members eat their own. Sarcasm then quickly becomes untenable, as it is easily misunderstood or misinterpreted. Now, this is all quite disparaging. I rather like sarcasm, and really lament its loss. Further, I find this whole enterprise of tribalism, and the radicalization of politics, to be repulsive, and haven't committed myself to any particular corner in the political arena. Thus, I reap no benefits from tribalism, and only suffer from the loss of sarcasm. Nor am I alone in this loss. Comedy has undoubtedly also been struck hard by this realization. Comics avoid campuses where political feelings are most charged. Why? Satire, a close cousin of sarcasm, is also under fire. The fact is that comedians used to handle heavy topics with a degree of irreverence, and now they put themselves at risk to do so. To which, the key to the whole matter is irreverence. If you are not familiar with that term, it simply means to treat a serious topic without the respect or seriousness it typically receives. To be truly irreverent requires an odd marriage of ideas and attitudes. It requires you to recognize that the topic you are talking about is a serious or heavy one, and that you're going to tackle it in a carefree and flippant way. This seems like an offensive notion to many, but it need not be. To be irreverent is not to be malicious or hurtful, but to grant yourself the freedom to talk without worry of offense. What I want is for all of you to be more irreverent. Do note, being irreverent doesn't mean you don't care. It simply means you are open to talk about serious things while separated from your deeper feelings on the matter. It's what enables us to laugh after a funeral or appreciate the irony of a disaster. It helps break down walls and lets us open up to one another. Through this, maybe we can break down those tribal barriers and rescue sarcasm and satire. That's all for now. Hey, thanks for listening. If you prefer a written version of this content, come visit us at thedailyscreed.com. Written articles are posted about a week before their audio versions, and the website has a comment section where you can participate in active discussion. The best way you can help this project is by simply going to thedailyscreed.com and reading the articles and participating in the discussions. Thank you very much, and that's all for now.